Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, I just read, I think earlier this week or maybe last week that TikTok might potentially be banned in America because it is dun, 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 collecting our data. What? <laughs> well, I guess I can say that I'm glad I didn't throw all my eggs into that basket. And to my 51 followers, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't all apps collect data and and what are we really worried about i mean i i can't view like the united states as like a first world power anymore like those days are over i think we're just a laughing stock of the globe anytime i think of or read about apps collecting data on americans i think of ron swanson from parks and recreation (laughs) and how he's trying to go completely off the grid so nobody can track him whatsoever (laughs) that's what i think about when they do that oh but good job america good job all you trump supporters trump hates china so much because of this virus because he blames it on the virus even though there's so many deaths because of him that he's Willing to take away TikTok to punish them, guys. That's what he's doing. (laughs) I don't know. It's so ridiculous. I mean, come on. I enjoy all the dancing. I enjoy all the recipe videos. I I enjoy all the voiceovers. I mean, God, just take all the fun. I didn't even get to do all the dance choreographies. (laughs) Like, I want to do the savage dance. Like, don't you want to see a fat guy do a savage dance? (laughs) Or that one that goes do 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 whatever that is. How is that? That's not choreography. That's stupid. That's like touch your left shoulder to your right shoulder and raise your hand. I mean, how hard is that? Why are people doing that? I don't get it. It's like the hokey. It's like the hokey pokey, Nelson. It is. Anyway, you guys don't get to see a fat guy do that now because I'm not downloading TikTok. All right. Hey, Monica, how's it going? What's good? What's new? What's good? What's good? Uh, <laughs> not a whole lot. I mean, you know, left the house a couple times. Work is really stressful. I mean, how about you? Yeah. Oh, you know, same, same. same. You know what's not good? The economy. The economy is not good. <laughs> well, I don't know. I keep trying to spend money and spread it around. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I promised. This week only, no rich jokes, no rich Monica jokes. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lay on the softball pitch here. So uh, we'll go ahead and move on and talk about. That. Oh, I get a break from Rich yeah. Monica. It's it's no Rich Monica week. It's yes. broke Monica week. <laughs> not according to what you ate. I was reading the notes. Holy cow! <laughs> Monica is Chewbacca, and I'm C3PO, and she's. In Return of the Jedi, carrying me on the shoulder. So that's, that's basically what it looks like, guys. Oh, man. All right. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. This is episode 96. And this is the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Were you going to give us another name? I was going to say soon to be the Seattle Political Podcast because we're talking about so much things in the beginning. But hey, uh, welcome to our show. All you listeners, thank you so much for listening again. Welcome to another episode. 
We've got a great show for you today. Monica and I actually went out for lunch this week, so we'll talk about that to start off. And we have a fun interview as well with a very, very excellent photographer. Mm -hmm. And I'll have Monica talk about that later on in the show. But yeah, Monica, you know, we were talking about having lunch and I finally had another circle of trust outing with you which is great <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, week, uh, you me in the north precinct <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't want to mention that there were so but, many cops uh, there <laughs> so many <laughs> guys cops were not busting the restaurant they were at the restaurant eating mm-hmm. okay so mm-hmm. just just to say that but <laughs> This week, we got together and we had lunch out in Green Lake at Bongo's. And this was actually the first time I've ever actually eaten here. My favorite part of the whole lunch, Monica, you probably know, eating outdoors in the sand. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> I love putting my feet in the sand. <laughs> that was fun. That was, that was the highlight of our lunch, even though the food was pretty good, too. Yeah. I had the West Indies plate with jerk chicken and the traditional tostone. Monica, I believe you had a burger. Uh, tell us about what you have. Yeah. So what I loved about this burger, and I'm probably going to get it again. You know, Nelson, I'm not a burger person, but the Caribbean spiced beef and just the toppings, the aioli, the bongo ketchup, caramelized onions, that roasted pineapple salsa was fantastic. And then they put some maduros in there. And so that's something a little bit different. And so I really liked it. And I, I can't believe because, you know, I never like I cannot, I don't believe, I just don't like burgers. But um, (laughs) the other thing, guys, is if you're looking for Seattle Pops, you know, they're shut down for right now. They actually have some limited flavors at Bongo's that you can buy for dessert. So check that out too. Nice. I'm almost out of my Seattle Pops. (laughs) I have like maybe a mango chili and a Lilikoi left. So yeah, that might be some place to pick Mm -hmm. it up. Yeah, I'll definitely be back because I originally wanted the Desi plate with the braised pork. They were out that day. So I guess I'll have to go back and get myself a sandwich because I know Monica's not a sandwich person. So I got to make up for that. <laughs> right. Always. Somebody told me this week that they, they're just like, are you serious? You don't like sandwiches? I'm all, no, I just, you know, I mean, there's a couple sandwiches I like, but really not a sandwich person. That's Nelson. Yeah, I love the bread. Give me all those carbs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that kicked it off for what are we eating? What else are we eating this week? Monica, Tuesday was National Fried Chicken Day. So in honor of that, I made twice fried chicken katsu. Mm. That counts as fried chicken, right? Does that count as fried chicken? It's Asian fried chicken. Oh, yes, it does. I would call it Japanese yes, it does. chicken. Is yeah. it chicken okay. and you fried yeah. it in oil? It's fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. Hey, and we also both made empty the fridge fried rice, I call it. That's what I call it. I think I prefer your spam version better, though. <laughs> I don't know. I was faced with salad or rice. So it's just like, okay, (laughs) that's a pretty easy choice. Rice it is. Rice it is. (laughs) Weekdays are for rice. Weekends are for salads. Uh, No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. (laughs) If I did it the other way around, it would have been five days of salad and then two days of rice. That doesn't, that's not a good ratio. Go with the five to two. That's why I really eat out like I support all these businesses during the weeks because I'm trying to avoid eating salads. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I can't reason myself paying a $16 salad. It's just, it's just, it's just like, but there's no meat in it, <laughs> but it's organic, <laughs> fair trade. I don't know. The only time I pay for a $16 salad is at Whole Foods because good Lord, it's expensive for a salad mm, there. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, let's keep moving <laughs> on. Hey, I made it out to Ballard finally. 
Monica, I needed a beer after a long day because I, <laughs> you know, because I was spending it with you. So it's always a long day. Just kidding. Just yeah, kidding. No, yeah, no, no, no. Totally. That's why I'm just like, you can go by yourself, Nelson. <laughs> Have that beer by yourself. <laughs> So I finally got to check out Urban Family Brewing and I got a beer there called the Dragon's Wrath. Mm. Dragon fruit and raspberry sour. Monica, I've never heard of dragon fruit in a beer before. Mm. This is amazing. I love the place. It had outdoor seating with wooden patio picnic tables, plenty of sours, IPAs, and tons of beer. I also picked up the Island Crusher to go. It's a pineapple passion fruit sour. Monica, I was not aware that this whole block was full of breweries. There's mm-hmm. There was Stoop across the street. And then I walked down and there's like two more on each side in the same block. This is amazing. How come I didn't know about this? Because uh, you live in Issaquah. <laughs> but I remember when there was only one brewery in Ballard. And so, yeah, it's grown a lot over the years and it's fantastic. Yeah, make sure you guys go check it out. It's fun. And if you want to go out for beer with maybe a person in your circle of trust, this is perfect because mm-hmm. it's all outdoor, lots of outdoor seating. Weather's getting nice. Perfect. So Urban Family Brewing, check it out. And then Monica, once again, you drew your magical persuasive powers. You made me go to Trace House of Cheesesteaks, which also happens to be another Black-owned business, you guys. So check them out. There wasn't much coercion though, from you, Monica. I was tempted. I was like, man, I want a cheesesteak. I want a good cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. And I got it. So upon your recommendation, you recommended I got the mushroom and Swiss. I added the bacon for $3 extra. Mm-hmm. And I got an original cheesesteak. It was a bit more because I usually should have just got one. But I ended up getting two. I'm so glad I did that. <laughs> I wolfed down the first one. And then I was craving another one around 11 p.m. midnight that day. I definitely worked out a lot harder at the gym the next day, but it was so worth it. <laughs> Man, those cheesesteaks were good. They're loaded, loaded with like just meat. Meat. <laughs> yes. With meat. meat. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I, And that's what I'm saying. I mean, that first one that I posted, you're just like, oh my God, there's so much meat in there. And yeah. And then you, but it goes down so easy. <laughs> Uh, I've already been there twice and like literally Cole, my son asked to go there again today. And I'm just like, well, we're not even on that side of town. Uh, But yeah, so (laughs) my entire family loves it. So if it were closer, we would be in trouble. It would be like meet 24 (laughs) seven. You guys got to try it out. It's a trailer right in the parking lot of four B's bar and grill. (laughs) Monica, if I wasn't, if I was really, really hungry, across the street is El Camayon. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and there's pizza down the street, too. There's like Big Mario's. There's Big Mario's down. Yeah, I totally forgot about that, too. In the Balmont area. Definitely check it out. Balmont. Nobody's biting that, <laughs> Nelson. It's free lard. <laughs> it's a thing, Monica. Let's make it a thing. It's a it's thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> it's our show, dang it. We're calling it Balmont. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, guys. If you don't believe me, Monica went to Trey's house and cheesesteak twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's legit. I hate sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> she, she hates sandwiches, man. But I'm excited because I think I'm going to go get a slice of Big Mario's, mm-hmm. a cheesesteak from Trey's house of cheesesteaks. And then I'm going to go to El Camayon. I'm going to get a burrito. Dude, Seattle Biscuit Company is right down the street too. Okay. Then I'll get a biscuit sandwich. <laughs> so it'll be like a multicultural <laughs> ethnic smorgasbord. <laughs> In Belmont. It's perfect. <laughs> Too much. 
<laughs> All right, Monica. So what else did you eat? I'm looking at the list. And I was like, this is a lot of food. This is awesome. Tell us about it. I think this is a short list. <laughs> I felt bad. <laughs> I feel like I'm not supporting businesses. But Nelson, I've had the noodle dream. Yeah. And I love saying noodle dream because not everybody knows what that is. But I know you know what it is. I had that noodle dream. And that's since we went into quarantine and I vowed not to do the DIY ramen kits. So I saw a bunch mm -hmm. of these while we were in quarantine. Just like, I don't need that. Like, why am I going to buy a kit to cook my own ramen at home? I can do that anyway. So I'm just like, I'm not doing that. So my family and I visited Kazuki Ramen for bowls of nudes and it was glorious. I've missed ramen so much. They have indoor and outdoor seating, as well as a separate entrance for takeout or delivery so that the only people coming through the front door are people who are dining in. So they've reorganized things a bit and they seem to be complying with all phase two guidelines. The, the ramen, totally consistent. Loved it. I love ramen. I'm glad they have outdoor seating. Mm -hmm. Normally the Kazuki ramen spots don't have outdoor seating. Totally. Uh, the Bellevue Square one probably doesn't have outdoor seating. Yeah, <laughs> this one. It's in a mall. Yeah, this <laughs> one is at the Thornton Place where the theater is. And mm -hmm. so there's like a courtyard. And so they have some tall tables with tall chairs because we know, you know, I have short people problems. So I love that. Um, <laughs> but it is nice to have something different. You're right. That's awesome there in Northgate. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. That's cool. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Next. So guys, Seattle Poi Company is known for their pop-ups, but they also sometimes send the goods by mail, or in my case, they delivered it to my door. So that's the big news <laughs> about that today. I picked up some Poi pouches and Kololo just to get me through the week. Shout out to them. Thanks so much. Really cheap uh, delivery. So fantastic. Monica, what's Kulolo? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> You're going to have to tell yeah, me what that so is. That's okay. So about half of their products are made from Kalo. So Kalo is also known as taro. So Poi is made from taro. Kulolo is also made from taro. It's mixed with like coconut milk and it has like a, um, it's like a fudgy consistency, but it, it has like an earthy texture and flavor. So it's, have you ever had like a, um, a sticky rice? It's, it's kind of like that, I guess the, the texture okay. of it. Yeah. I can kind of envision mm -hmm. it in my head. Yeah. No, no, perfect. I'll let you try some next time. So Nelson, speaking of salads, <laughs> Fiasco <laughs> is serving up my favorite chunky avocado salad. So I had to go. So Nelson, you and I have been to Fiasco before and we know like salads, pastas, pizzas, wines, all fabulous. And they always had kind of a strong takeaway presence. And um, so I had to go in as soon as they started serving the chunky avocado salad, I found out, I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm vegetable averse. <laughs> so I try to buy salads I'm in love with just to interrupt my all meat and carb diet. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do something a little bit different sometimes, right? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely this is the actually the only salad i will actually pay my good money for because it's so good you guys this avocado sounds amazing so and that cheesy bread to go with right. it yeah mm -hmm. so i did get that cheesy bread and i also had to get a pasta dish because i couldn't help myself so i got the cacio e pepe that was really nice it's something that my family wasn't used to so they got to try a new pasta as well so so delicious fiasco still doing strong takeaway and they have this really huge open window where you can come and pick up your orders so the social distancing is fantastic nelson imagine a world where you're sitting at home and you get a call to pick up some dreaming desserts like genoa <laughs> bell's pastries has a selection of virtual classes that are very accessible and you and i have taken a class before so we know jasmine is a fantastic teacher so these classes are discounted right now but i'm gonna come all the way around like this is perfect time for y'all to learn how to make pastry from one of Seattle's best pastry chefs. But 
I didn't take this class, Nelson, but I tasted the end result. <laughs> so when you get a call <laughs> to come pick up some goodies, you get in your car and go get the goodies. It was delicious. This cake is fantastic. The intro for this, when you were talking about it, all I think in my head is that movie theater trailer guy. Right. Imagine a world. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm so jealous that Jasmine and you live so close together. This is not fair. This is so not fair. You guys, Bell's Pastries also has her July dessert boxes for pre-order. I just picked mine up because I knew the Father's Day one sold out so fast. Mm -hmm. She's doing a pickup this time, so she's not doing delivery. You can pick them up on Saturday from 11 a.m. through 7 p.m. at Champion Wine Cellars in Greenwood. If you order the Plus Box, you get a bottle of sparkling Gamay Rosé to go with it. Now, let me kind of tell you what's in the dessert box. Amaretto cake, pina colada cupcake, lemon fruit tart. I got hooked once I saw the lemon fruit tart, mm. so I'm excited for that. Floral cookies and marshmallow pandan macarons. Oh, my God. You know how good our macarons at are. I'm excited for the marshmallow pandan one. Totally. And you know, I was out today, so I missed the launch of that. I wish I would have known. And I, after this, I got to go check to see if I can still get one. Yeah. Make sure you guys pre-order it right now, guys. Otherwise, it'll get sold out mm -hmm. soon. All right. Oh, I, I love you. I just love being her neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> so, stop rubbing it in, Monica. Stop rubbing it in. I don't mean to, but it's just so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right. I'll stop. I'll stop. So Nelson, <laughs> I've been craving Chinese food and I got family takeaway from Little Ting's. So Little Ting's has just been doing takeout and delivery. Like right before we went into quarantine, I actually visited there with my friend Christina and had a great time. Food was really great. And then like I stopped leaving the house, but we got so <laughs> much food. We got dumplings, buns, spicy noodles, pancakes, broccoli, beef, salt and pepper spare ribs, like so much food. It was a really great family meal and there was lots of spice and comforting flavors. And what was really nice is like the owner was saying that they're really busy and that's really great to hear. That's something that we should all be striving for, really supporting the businesses as they can't, like some of them are not open for dining. So support however you can. Yeah, I'm so excited because I saw your dumplings. I was like, oh, that sounds really good. Mm -hmm. And then I'm having dinner with some foodie friends of ours, friends of the podcast mm -hmm. that I'll talk about next week. Mm -hmm. But I thought, ooh, dumplings sound really good after seeing Monica's stories. It's like, mm -hmm. so I'm going to get some dumplings. We're going to do some dim tai fung. So, ooh. but I need to pick up some little things though. Mm -hmm. I need to try it out. I still haven't tried it out. It's the one on the east side too. There's one on the east side yep. in Bellevue. Mm -hmm. So I need to go get that. But ooh, pancakes too. Ooh, I need yeah. some scallion pancakes. Pancakes. Yeah, pancakes. Oh, mm. yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Yum. That was a lot of eating, Monica. I, you said there wasn't that much, but th that's pretty good. It's not that's that much. Good. <laughs> well, we did a fairly good share and got to eat out together. Yep. The, the only time I ate out was uh, with you. Totally. So yeah, you should be proud of that. It's very rare for me to go out. I know. <laughs> these days. I know. It was really good to see you. And, you know, just hanging out with you and like 12 cops. It's just, you know, awesome. What an awesome day. <laughs> I know. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you got to see my, like, my beard and everything. I don't have a beard. I'm just <laughs> Nelson, <laughs> let's be real. How long does it take you to grow a mustache? <laughs> well, it starts on January 1st mm -hmm. and then, and it gets to about 50% by November. So mm -hmm. that's how long it takes. November. Yeah. That's perfect. 
<laughs> takes 11 months, Monica. Okay. That's how long it takes. Okay. Waiting. It's it's perfect for winter. So what's our interview today, Monica? I was talking about it earlier on the show. Tell us about more. Yes. Our interview today is with Jeriel Kalamayan, and he is known as Jay Kalamunzi on Instagram. Jeriel is killing it with his coffee and event photography, but a lot of people new to the food scene don't actually realize he used to be a chef and owned a restaurant. Here's our interview with Jeriel. Hey, everybody. Today we're at Jeriel Kalamayan. If you don't know him by now, he's a really great photographer, but I think there's a lot of his story that you really don't know. So we're going to get into it. And welcome to the show today, Jeriel. Hey, guys. Hey, Monica. Thanks for having me. So excited to have you on. So we've known each other for a while. And, you know, it's funny what what I was thinking about with this interview is that people know that you're taking pictures, great pictures, mostly of coffee, roasteries, coffee competitions, but they actually don't know that your history in, in the food community goes further than that, further back. So I thought it would be really great if people knew more about you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your career in the food industry? Yeah, I'm actually going to go a little deeper than that, like for how I started. It's actually my, my parents, they actually met working in the restaurant back in the Philippines. So, and my mom was a waitress and my dad was a cook and that's how they met. So that might, that might play a big factor of why I'm in the food industry and mm -hmm. why I like it so much. So that's a little bit about your mom and dad, like how they met in a restaurant, but like, what is, what's your connections been to the Seattle food scene? My connection with the Seattle food scene, I moved here about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I decided to work around on the food industry again and tried a little bit different style. So I did a little bit of corporate dining, joined a catering company, mm -hmm. and then worked at a, a few restaurants in Pioneer Square. Mm -hmm. At some point, you made a shift from working in the food industry. So why did, why did you make the change and what are you doing now? Well, four years ago, my, uh, my daughter Naya was born Aww. and I was working long hours in the restaurant. The wife and I decided that uh, I would step back from the crazy hours of the restaurant mm -hmm. and be a stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning of the shift because uh, I've photographed before, mostly portraits and, uh, mm -hmm. and people. I thought that maybe I could shift to that, but photograph more of the food scene because mm -hmm. that was also my background. Mm -hmm. And I was here for that shift. And so I saw it happen. And I think one of the reasons I wanted to bring this story up is because like that piece about family, right? I think that when like people go and eat food, like in the back of their minds, like they're thinking, you know, a restaurant shift is this much to this much. But really, if if you're an owner and you're responsible for the business, then like your work-life balance in terms of raising a family is really mm -hmm. difficult, right? And, mm -hmm. and so I remember when that happened and I was so proud um, that you you guys had made that choice um, for your daughter and uh, for your family. And, and so that's kind of why, like, I just, I love that family story about what's important in life. You know, I remember seeing you make the shift. So like you said, photography. So you've taken portraits before. How did you learn photography? began way back when I was in uh, culinary school, actually. My parents let me borrow one of their film camera, which I took to Arizona during culinary school. And just, I just started shooting around the kitchen, started photographing my friends, mm -hmm. take a photo of my food that I cook. Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning. 
So I didn't know this about you. So you, you're saying you've had no formal training in photography. I have, I have no formal training. In this. And in see, this that, that literally blows my mind. It blows my mind because of the tone and style of your photography, of how you capture emotion and evoke emotion just from something as simple as a coffee cup. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't know that about you. And, and so like, that's mind blowing again. So like you said, you just started shooting. And I think, like you said, you're shooting with film. That's something that a lot of people never experience anymore. Like I started shooting with film too when I was younger. And I think there's something about shooting with film that is very different than digital. I mean, for one thing, you either got the shot or you don't, and you're not going to find out till you develop the film, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and so there was always kind of a surprise when you develop the pictures, right? And then you see whether or not you got it. But I think because of that background, I think that people who are used to shooting with film, who have shot with film, are more able to compose a picture quickly. And so, yeah, it's, yeah, film is just a trip. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's pretty expensive too. Yeah, it does. It does. So, like, if somebody were trying to get started shifting to photography, like, what tips would you would you give them? Nowadays, you know, everybody's using a DSLR camera, mirrorless, digital mm-hmm. phone. So mm-hmm. it's a bit more easier to take mm-hmm. photos. But what I would tell people is to learn their camera. You know, mm-hmm. get that manual out, read it, learn your camera, mm-hmm. you know, all the settings. And then just go out there and photograph anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, repetition will help you grow, will help you get better. Yeah. And also, you know, there's uh, online tutorials, there's YouTube tutorials that will help you step by step on how to photograph better. For sure. Those are good tips. It's probably the three steps I would say. Just keep shooting. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you shoot. Just practice, practice, practice. For sure. So so now, like, I see you out and about at events and, you know, I see you shooting, but it doesn't seem like you take a lot of shots, kind of kind of like me. Um, I can see there are people around me who, you know, take hundreds of shots at an event at night, and I don't come anywhere close to that. And when I watch you shoot, you don't seem to be taking that many either. Like, if you were covering an event, like, what's your perspective about how to get that, that right shot? I try to look for... Um emotions so I kind of wait for things to happen and I I may be looking at my camera but I'm not actually clicking it you know what I mean so I'm just like waiting for if there's a there's a smile there's a laughter there's you know I I like those uh candid you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of and, and for those of you who don't know like we're from Hawaii it reminds me of fishing right <laughs> because because you have mm-hmm. to be patient and, you know, a lot of people like like my son, the first time he went fishing, like we're fishing in Hawaii, we started catching right away. But then the next time we went fishing, like it was a long time before we even got a nibble. And so like people think fishing is about catching fish. It's actually not about fish. It's actually about the experience of fishing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. So it's been a long time since I've tasted your food because for a while you were still doing a couple of pop-ups. So is there any chance we can find you cooking anywhere in the area in the near future? At the moment, I, I kind of like uh, using my camera, creating mm-hmm. content for people, friends mm-hmm. and businesses. Yeah. So as of right now, um, uh, not really, but okay. you might find me helping out friends 
yeah you know it may be pop-up for a food event i might have mm-hmm. my apron on just helping out so okay well that's fair that's fair it, it's it's nice to see you find yourself as well because working in any type of like cooking industry it's it's really hard the hours are hard yeah. the energy and adrenaline around it is hard and so it's it's really nice to see you find your place yeah thank you okay so we're in covid times and even though we can dine in sometimes in some places uh, it's still mostly takeout so during this time like what's three of your favorite takeout spots in the area this is a pretty hard question cuz mm-hmm. i eat whatever yeah. And I pay for whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but here's three places that me and the wife would probably go maybe twice a month because it's close by our place yep. and food is always good. And the first one would be Arashi Ramen in Tokula mm-hmm. because they're always consistent mm-hmm. and they kind of know our face now. So, you don't, <laughs> you don't really have to like order. They can just look at us like, I know what you got. <laughs> so so are you famous or are you just a regular they they, oh, no, they call no, your no, name no. they call your name they call your name when you come in there <laughs> no 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 <laughs> the second one would be a lucky house in kent mm-hmm. same thing consistent good dim sum yeah what what do you get when you're there like three orders of uh fried shrimp dumpling oh that sounds you know, good fried football mm, i love yeah. the football Chinese broccoli, fried rice, oh man, so many. Sounds, sounds so good. Sounds so and good. Whenever you call them, do you do you and ask them are they serving dim sum? The owner, the owner will always answer, "We serve it all day, every day." <laughs> so that's what we go there. We serve it all day, every day. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. What's your third place? The third one. This is like a late night, late night craving, and it's just up the road from my place. It's uh, El Reconcito oh. in Renton. And oh, we always get the chicken enchilada. That sounds really always. good. Always? Yeah, that's, always. That's that always pretty really much all we get. Sometimes yeah. uh, the burritos, but chicken enchilada. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. So last question. Where can people find you online? You can find me mostly on Instagram, jcalamansi. Mm-hmm. That's the calamansi citrus, the Filipino citrus. Yes. That's how you remember. That's how you remember. Filipino citrus. Filipino citrus. Yes. Sometimes I'm sweet, sometimes I'm sour. Sometimes sweet, sometimes sour. That's a good description. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And that's our interview with Jeriel. Nelson. My mind was blown when I found out Jeriel has no formal training as a photographer. I am a huge fan of his art and like, I admire him so much. I just couldn't believe that. Ah, Monica, you took my thought. I was just about to say the same thing. (laughs) Guys, you don't need to be a professional. You don't need to take classes. Classes are always great, but you can always be Mm self-taught. And if you look at his photos and his editing style mm-hmm. oh i love that moodiness Me i love too. that dark moody style it's that magazine style look that mm-hmm. i'm always looking at and i'm still trying to figure out how to use those photo editing software to like manipulate that type of mm-hmm. lighting it's just it's just really cool to see yeah for sure i love the shadows i love the simplicity of the objects that he's shooting i mean guys once you look at his pictures you will never look at a cup of coffee the same again like i'm telling you it's just gorgeous and coffee is hard to shoot it's black or brown 
Yeah. <laughs> it's always the same thing. But every time I look at this picture, it's like, it's something different. And it's, he just totally. is able to bring out the expression of coffee so well. He is. All right, Monica. Well, that's our show for tonight. Ah, good show. Short show. Short show. I love those. I love Short these. show. Short show. <laughs> it's Nelson's dream, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, what do we got going on this week? What do you got going on? Um, you know, I, I got a giveaway that I'm doing this week, so we'll see about that. And I got a bunch of products that I have to shoot. I'm just, I'm so far behind because of work, but hopefully some stuff will be popping up on my feed. And currently I don't think we have plans to eat together, but I know you're seeing some other people. So we got to keep that circle of trust to five a week. I am. It's five a week. I think I might have to bump you this week, or maybe you have the one last slot. I'm, I'm still mm. need to calculate some math, do some calculus to figure that out. But yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do some stuff on Monday and then another thing on Thursday. And then we might get together for lunch. Maybe we'll see. We'll yeah, see. you never yeah, know. Definitely. Weather's getting nice, so I'm going to stay indoors in my air conditioning. Me so. too. <laughs> ditto. <laughs> ditto. Ditto. As Patrick Swayze says, ditto. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone. That's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for listening and for joining in all our shenanigans, for, especially for today. Have a wonderful week. And happy eating, Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.